0: Hello there, I have a topic for you tonight and this is something I hear so frequently by business owners, dog trainers, canine professionals, people stress over this over and over, is when I'm looking at creating programs and pricing programs and somebody's wanting to offer larger programs, charge more money, frequently I have people tell me, i can't charge that nobody in my area will pay that or they'll say all the other dog trainers are charging this much there's no way i can charge more Um, a lot of issues and stresses around the competition what is the competition doing Um, the competition controlling what you can offer how much you can charge and when I have these conversations with people, I, I frequently feel like there needs to be a completely different shift in thinking, a completely shift in mindset, because the questions people are asking and the way they are answering them to me is not what they should be thinking about. When you're worried about the competition, when you want to stand out from the competition, um, when you're stressing over how much to charge people and you're looking at the competition, what are they charging? To me, it, it shouldn't even matter. It should not matter at all what the comp, com, competition is doing, how much they're charging, what they're offering. When you're thinking about what you're doing in your business, there, to me, there's a whole nother set of questions that you should be thinking about. And there should be a, a mind shift, a, a way of thinking that some of these questions should even be like non existent or be just a side a side concern and they should not be the driving force in your business and that's what i wanted to talk today about is when you're talking about pricing programs or standing out from the competition why should they come to you instead of somebody else how much are they charging down the street versus how much you're charging or is somebody online um i'm going to share a little bit of my thinking around this um it Everybody's situation is is a little bit different, but I'm gonna tell you how I think about it that has been able to help a lot of different people in a lot of different businesses from canine professionals, dog trainers, face-to-face, and online business. That's what I wanted to share with you today. So thank you so much for joining. It's gonna be really helpful for for me to know what is your business. If you have a concern about the competition, I'd love to hear what that is um, and and where, where are you comparing yourself? Because that's where the danger lies. So, Michael, thank you for joining us. You guys, thanks for joining. Again, let me know what your business is, what you offer, and that's going to help me bring up some conversations um, and, and some examples to give you. I do have examples, but the more I can relate them to you, I think would be helpful, but I need to know who's here listening. And if you're watching the replay, let me know. Um, but before we start, I just want to give a quick introduction. My name is Erica Bulling. I am the owner and founder of Northeast Canine Conditioning. Um, if you've been following me the last couple of weeks, I've been talking a lot about canine fitness. But today we're gonna to be talking about some challenges that dog trainers and businesses, business owners have. So um, some of this, a lot of this are conversations I've been having with dog um, trainers and business owners in my canine business mastermind program. And a lot, the, one of the reasons I picked this topic for tonight to talk to you about is because it is an issue that comes up again and again and again and again, and it's a conversation I have frequently with people so um so let's just go ahead and and dive right in so the first thing is let's let's go to the pricing issue (laughs) um comparing what you're offering and feeling limited by what the competition is offering and here's the thing this is one way that i like to make this a mute point and and not even a consideration is when you are comparing prices. I want you to compare the programs. What are you offering and what are you doing to to provide support and answers and help to your clients versus what are the other people doing? Because one of the quickest ways to be able to not even be thinking about and caring about what the competition is doing is to offer something that is um, totally unrelated. For example, um, you know, if if somebody is focusing on pet dogs, and you are working with high level competition people, it doesn't matter what they're charging pet dog people if what you're offering is totally different, like comparing apples to oranges, right? If somebody is offering um, six week classes and you're offering a comprehensive weekend um, camp, like apples and oranges, like totally different what you're offering them and the value, it doesn't matter what they're charging down the street if you are offering something that is totally different um, and has a different purpose, has a different goal. It could even be a different audience. But what I do when I start feeling the pressure of, what is the competition offering? And trying to convince people that they should come to me. You know, I, I don't even want to enter that realm. I want to be where I can add value that nobody else can offer. I want to have an aspect to my programs that nobody else is focusing on and offering. I want to add value that is that it cannot be compared elsewhere. I want to offer a type of service that maybe is valued and needed, but maybe the other people aren't even thinking about it or offering it. So when I start feeling myself making comparisons and it's making me feel insecure, I focus on what am I doing that's unique and different and how am I providing value that other people aren't providing and that right there makes my program stand out and that also can be an argument for why my pricing can be totally different and could be even double or triple what other people are charging in a similar field. Not the exact same, because what's, what's the whole, whole idea? The idea is that you're providing something that is different. It could be comparable, you have, can have similarities. But the minute you start expanding and providing services, valued you know resources, um, uh, support, and, and doing things that other people aren't doing, providing added value that other people aren't providing, it's put you in a whole nother category. And um, even if it's that different, then they can't make comparisons. They, can, they might think so, and when they talk to you, you can say, well, wait a minute. Um, down the road, you're getting A, B, and C, but we are doing D, E, and F. And sometimes you have to explain to people and help them realize that they're only looking at pricing and they're, they're trying to compare programs. They're like, well, down the street, they charge this per hour. And you're charging this it's like well wait a minute what i do in my time and my program my hour is completely unrelated and it's like comparing apples to oranges um so those are some of the things i'm going to give you some examples hey kim thank you for joining us so um so one of the things i want you to think about is when you find yourself comparing yourself to the competition is I want you to think about how are you different from the competition? Because then you can start separating from making those comparisons. For example, um, I'll have pet dog trainers that will come to me and do my canine fitness program. And they have knowledge and expertise in teaching canine fitness and um, they know how to assess a dog and kind of say okay it's a beginner dog what exercises do we do it's an advanced dog what kind of exercises do we do and they have equipment they purchase equipment they design a fitness program so when they come to me and they say okay erica how much do i charge for my fitness program and one of the things i'll say and they'll say well you know down the street they're charging so much per class one of the things i would say is well number one you're offering something if the down the street if they're not doing fitness if they're not um, trained in fitness if they are not offering different things that speak to fitness in their programs number one a basic dog training obedience class is different from fitness also are you the only person locally who has formal training in fitness are you offering a service that nobody else is offering Is there an interest in that service? So in my mind, that is a specialized service. It's unique, it's different, not everybody's offering it. So to me, you have a rationale right there of why you can price it differently, why you can offer it differently. Why, number one, you got all this equipment and knowledge and expertise that you invested in. And also, you might be the only person around who's offering these services. So maybe they're paying a certain amount of money for puppy obedience classes, or working with older dogs for obedience, but this is totally different. And as long as you're building in the value and people have a need and an interest, and you're providing something to them that other people aren't providing, um, you really can't be comparing and saying, well, I charge or they charge this much for an obedience class, and therefore I have to keep it within the same price range. Not if you have an argument for why it has higher value why it might be more, more needed, why it could be um, you know, something that is uh, more attractive to your audience. And so right there, what I like to think about is, instead of comparing myself to the competition, is thinking about how can I be different? How can I stand out? How can I add more value than what they're adding if I want to possibly hit a higher tiered pricing program? So, those are the, some of the things that I have conversations with people. And um, some other examples would be for, let's say, here's another canine fitness example. Let's say that somebody is, here's a, here's a nice example I like to give. Um, people in their, might, in their mind might be thinking, how much do you charge per hour? How much of it is it for a one hour, one on one consulting session, right? A one hour training session. So some people might be comfortable saying, well, you know, I'll pay $50 for an hour with you. Some areas of the U.S., they might say, okay, I'll pay $100 an hour for for a one-on-one training session. Another part of the U.S., maybe you might have some people paying $150. Um, You might have some elite, you know, trainers, world-renowned trainers. They might be charging more than that, okay? But here's one of the things I want you to think about is, Some people might think about a one-on-one session as you come in, you spend an hour with me, you get feedback, you get exercises, training, homework, and then you leave, right? Pay, bam, one hour session, here's how much you charge. Think about how you can add value to that one hour. How can you add value to that consultation session, right? So one of the things you could do is, for canine fitness, for example, is you can include a fitness assessment where you kind of evaluate the dog, you look at is the dog overweight, underweight, what's the muscle tone? And you actually give them, like you might have a checklist and an easy to, quick to fill out form. And you give your dog, the dog a critique and you mention the, some of the strengths and you give recommendations, right? And that is part of that one hour. You get a consultation, you get um, an assessment, a critique, um, you have a form, they get the form, right? In addition to that, you might have recommendations for what are they gonna be moved move forward for, and maybe you actually have a, a program. Maybe you have an online program with the directions and activities, and you can say, here's a website, click on it, and it's gonna show you the exercises of what you can do based on what we assessed your dog today, right? So we just added value. Another way to add value is you might say, okay, before we meet, send me some photos and videos of your dog. Um, If you have a competition dog, I want you to send me a training, you know, a little snippet of a training session. So maybe you spend, maybe you spend, you spend, you tell them to send a five minute video. You spend five minutes. So now you look at the video, you give a critique of the video, you might um, have something written up, you meet with them, you do an assessment, you give them some instruction for exercises, you give them a written plan afterwards, right? you maybe you have a phone uh, a follow-up or or they can submit some kind of uh, practice the exercise and do a video and share it with you afterwards all right this consultation now look at all the value you added there's there's a, a consult before they meet you um you, you get to see the dog uh training for competition you get five minute critique uh, a, a critique of a five minute video you do a pre-assessment you do a written evaluation you give a a, a weekly plan and you give them access to a a video resource file of videos that's gonna help them understand the exercises. You just now, you might have now taken that one hour consultation, and you could be providing $300 worth of value. And so that right there is how I like people, how I encourage people to think is, don't just say, well, they're charging an hour, and they're paying this much per hour, they're paying this much per class, and it's for six classes. What I challenge you if you're if you're thinking that way and you're feeling super insecure when you compare yourself to the competition is I challenge you to think about what are you offering or what can you offer that is different? What can you offer that is unique? What can you offer to provide added value, more value what people want though don't just be throwing stuff in there and then charging a bunch of money and people don't even want it the idea is you're adding that the people are valuing the other things that you're adding in there that's adding value and adding meaning to the program and now you can say well maybe down the street they're charging a hundred dollars an hour but when they do that consultation with you they're you're charging 297 or you're charging 350 you know uh it it can even go beyond that depending on the added value. And sometimes the added value might be added time, but let's say that I already had a video library resource. Let's say I already had a bunch of videos, they're already created, and I might add on a value of this video resource library. I might add $97, I might add $150. And if that resource is already there, it's no sweat off my back. I'm not putting any extra time, it's already a resource to them. Um, so sometimes you are investing some more time in preparing stuff, or maybe they have a workbook. Um, maybe they have some handouts that they're gonna, some activities where they document the training and stuff like that. You might have a software program, um, like um, personal training, How you know, human personal training programs where people can go log into the program and put down their um, what they're doing, and then their coach can log into the same program, right? You can do the same types of things for your canine fitness clients and add value to where you're not charging hourly, you're charging by the value of what you're getting, what they're getting, you're, you're charging by the program of what's the outcomes of everything that's involved in this program, and you're breaking out of that mentality of charging per hour, and also, what is the competition doing? How much are they charging per hour? How much are they charging per class? So the idea is that you are adding more value or even doing something completely different. So people can't even compare it. And to me, that's the mindset. I prefer to be thinking about, oh, they're doing this down the street. Hmm, that could be competition. Maybe people may choose to go to that person's fitness program instead of my fitness program. So, well, what can I do? What can I add to my program that people need and want that maybe they're not doing down the street and they're gonna choose to come to me because of that? Um, How can I be different? How can I add more value? Those are the things that I think about whenever I find myself comparing myself to others because I don't want to compare. I don't want people, I don't want my audience, I don't want my potential clients comparing. I want them to see my programs and my offerings for the value that I have and that I provide for them. And I want it to be so different or higher value or standing out that they're not even thinking about the comparison because it just you know can maybe blow the competition out of the water that they're not even coming close to offering the value or the services that you're providing um those are the ways and and i'm not saying it's easy uh, it takes some brainstorming some creativity some trial and error testing things out but to me it's a to me it's a much more productive way of thinking than saying well they only charge 150 dollars for a five-week course so I can never charge $300. It's like yes you can. Just because they charge 150 down the street does not mean that you can't charge a $900 program depending on the value, right? The outcomes and the services that you're providing. Um I see way too many people limiting themselves on what other people are doing. So, and Catherine, thank you for joining us. Yeah, um do you guys fall into I'm not saying that I never fall into that, that, that mindset, that mentality. I think we all fall into it at times where we start comparing ourselves and when we compare ourselves, we start giving, we put limitations on ourselves. I, I fall guilty of it, but I have to catch myself and say, no, 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 why, no. I'm not comparing myself. Um, and if I do find that I'm doing something too similar to others, then I'll be like, what, what makes me unique? What makes my knowledge, my background, my expertise different? So I'm offering something that people, other people can't offer. Not in the same package, not in the same way that I'm offering it. Um, yes, Kim said comparison is a paralyzer. And compare, it's all mindset. It's all what goes on in here. It's all mindset, and most definitely it can paralyze you. And so, um, so what I want you to think about is when you're comparing programs, is I want you to think about how can you do something different. So um, let me give you some examples. Maybe one of the ways that you you can make it different is to have a different audience, have a more focused audience. So for example, maybe you're doing puppy classes, puppy classes, general puppy classes. Well, what if you had a puppy class that focused on shy puppies, or a puppy class that was specific to high energy or um reactive puppies um what if you had a fitness class instead of just doing canine fitness what if you specialized and you had a fitness class specifically focusing on senior fitness right these are some ways now you of course you have to see if you have an audience for it but these are ways to be thinking about how can you take your program and how can you maybe redefine change or narrow your audience to speak to a different audience to make your program different from other people's. Um, another thing is, um, I love giving this example. Let's say that you have um, pet dogs, you have basic obedience, and uh, you have a bunch of overweight dogs, <laughs> right? So you wanna, um, you, you, the dogs need obedience. They're pet dogs, they, the owners need to teach obedience. Some of them probably need to build better relationships with their dog and some of them probably need to get more fit. So we can offer a traditional obedience class and run it like a traditional obedience class. We can offer a fitness class, but most of the owners probably don't even think their dogs are fat, right? (laughs) So it might be hard to get them to sign up for your fitness class where they think their dog's fine. Um, You might offer something on losing weight and they're like, well, my dog's not fat, it's muscle, (laughs) right? So here you have basic obedient class offering, you're offering basic fitness classes and um, people aren't signing up or they're going to the neighbor down the street who's charging less money, right? So one of the ways I like to think about is how can you change your program and think about your audience is what if you had, um, some of you know about like these canine biathlons where they have like little obstacle courses and it's a dog handler team and they go through tunnels or they go through water and they have little challenges that they do along the way. Well, what if you offered some kind of an obstacle course or some kind of a a challenge where owner and dog are going through a series of different activities and physical things together that are building confidence? And oh, by the way, you need obedience because maybe you go through the tunnel first and then your dog follows you. So you need a sit stay or a down stay so you can go through first. Um, You need a recall so you can call them through the tunnel. So now you're building an obedience but you're not doing it in a traditional obedience class method. Um, now you're making it fun and creative that who else is doing their own little mini canine bi- biathlon class, you know, um, in, 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 the, in you might have it outside, you might have it at a park, you might have a room where you can set up different uh, stations around the room. So now you're offering something, you are meeting their needs for obedience. You are um, giving them an outlet to burn energy, to lose weight. Um, you are giving them opportunities to bond with each other and build a stronger relationship, but you're doing it in a way that maybe nobody else is doing, or maybe nobody down the street is doing. <laughs> so that's one of the ways um, that I like to think about. I like to think about creative ways, how you can still meet the needs of the reactive dog, the dog with behavior issues, the dog that needs to lose weight, but you're offering programs and you're offering services that are different and and, and interesting and creative that can draw an audience and can make you stand out from the competition. Um, Those are some some examples. Um, Kim said, part of your horse program is offering teachings on holistic products and modalities. Excellent, so people might have a lot of horse programs and horse training programs, but how many out there are combining with holistic products and modalities? or there might be people just serving the the audience for holistic products, but they're not combining it with the training. So those are some ways to kind of get creative and think about what can you offer to add more value to, you can, that that takes you in a whole different price range. It can attract different audiences that now they're like, okay, am I gonna go do the basic boring um, obedience class or am I gonna go do this fun obstacle course and do this canine biathlon? Um, with this other person, right, and oh, by the way, you get to be more active, and um, your dog's going to get more fit as an outcome of it, but you're not selling it for fitness, you're selling it as this, you know, really fun class that you get to do, um, to do fun activities with your dog, and oh, by the way, you improve obedience along the way, so hey, Rodney, thank you for joining us, glad you appreciate the content, yeah, this is something, uh, I can't tell you how often I have these conversations with people, So. Here's one more challenge and I'll tell you how I deal with it. Um, So I'll meet with people and they're struggling with how can they add value to their programs and how can they be different and how can they be creative? And I've had people tell me, they're like, Erica, you're so creative. Like you come up with all these creative ideas and I know it doesn't, not everybody, it doesn't just, they don't just have these ideas pop into their head, (laughs) right? And it doesn't just pop into my head either. But what happens is, a lot of times we get stuck in a traditional way of thinking. We only see classes offered a certain way. We only see obedience classes and fitness classes and sport dog classes. We only see them taught and presented in a certain way. And we get stuck in thinking in that traditional way. And so it can be um, really hard to think about, okay, well, how do I do this fun, creative thing that's going to be different? How do I add value? Like what can I, What can I add to my program to add value? Like, I don't know what to add to it, right? I get this all the time. So one of the things that I like to do is, I use the internet, and it's uh, online research. And what I like to do is, I like to think about what would the equivalent be in a non-dog world, okay? So let me give you an example. Um, Here we go. Some people are already doing this. So I'm teaching puppy, Puppy training, puppy obedience, okay? What is the equivalent in humans? So the equivalent in humans would be like going to kindergarten, going to elementary school, graduating to middle school, right? So you can get really creative in framing your classes around um, a, a school theme, an academy, kindergarten right i mean that's kind of uh, there are people already doing this but that's one way to kind of think about how do i take this into the a non-canine context and get ideas so when you're thinking about your website i've done this with people before so you're trying to get creative on your website and marketing go look at private schools that cater to kindergarten first second and third grade or elementary school and look at how they are framing their curriculum look at how they're framing their sports programs, right? And then I, when I go and I look on the internet and I look at kind of what some equivalents would be in say the human world, I start getting ideas. When I was coming up with ideas on like fitness programs, right, you wanna get creative about fitness, I would Google, I would Google things like boot camps, names for boot, human, human fitness training, right? boot camps and i would look at um fitness programs and i would look at i would google to see i would actually look at you know the top um the most popular fitness programs for 2019 um fitness classes and i would look at the human equivalent and i would look at the names of the programs the focus Um, they have you know uh, a perfect example is yoga right taking and some of you probably have heard this where they've taken the yoga and they're doing the yoga with the dogs so that's a perfect example of um taking ideas and getting creative from the non-canine world and saying what would that look like what would yoga look like for dogs and market it that way another thing would be um, crossfit so you think about crossfit training what would crossfit look like in the canine world So if you think about how CrossFit is structured or um, you might think about uh, gym, uh, gym programs and fitness centers where they offer different services, go to um, a health center. If you want to combine fitness and health and holistic practice, this is another thing I do. Um, If you're into holistic practice, um, health, fitness, there's all kinds of amazing human health, fitness, holistic centers and centers and programs. So go Google and go look at the human version of these health centers and fitness programs and holistic centers, and look at how they're marketing their programs and think about what would that look like on the dog side? How would you name the programs? How would you design curriculum based on the non-canine version? And I can't tell you how many times I got so many creative ideas this way. Um, Another one would be, well, the fitness training examples. And um, that is, to me, I I kind of think about what would be the equivalent. And then I go online and I start Googling names of programs. Um, I start looking at websites of of what would be the equivalent and uh, start getting ideas. Um, I'll give you one more example. So People ask me what, what can they do with canine fitness? What can they do with like a, a background in canine fitness? And there's so many different things you can do. But one of the things that you can do is you can um, have a center where you have canine fitness and you have people come together for canine fitness and they have canine massage and maybe you have a physical therapist there and you have aquatic therapy and you bring multiple professionals together. Well, this is actually starting to take off in some parts uh, of the U.S. where they're starting to do this with the human healthcare system. So, for example, at my university, at Rutgers University, they have—I can't remember the name of it—but they have this big building, a facility where they do fit, they do research on um, exercise science, and they do research, and they also do fitness programs and they train athletes and they have all of this and they have doctors they have all of this under one kind of umbrella of this program and this center and so you think about go wow what would this look like in the canine world how could i take that model and replicate that in the canine world and i actually did that i took one of their programs and i looked at the what they were offering for general fitness and health for humans and i started looking at different programs and different centers throughout the u.s and i looked at how they described their programs and then i basically took some of the wording and i modified it for canine athletes and i and i sold a a program and i basically got my idea by looking at the human equivalent and and how would i modify it so um it's 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 um It's an interesting process, but I find getting on the internet and kind of just being thinking outside the box and thinking about where is something like this happening that's kind of similar. Maybe not in the dog world. Another thing is, let's say that you um, want to do a, a fitness camp. Let's say you want to do a two to three day fitness camp and you wanna do it for, um, let's say we wanna do it for canine athletes, all right? I'm just kinda of doing this on the fly. So what's the equivalent? What's the equivalent of athletes and camps? What about training for the Olympics? What about they have these camps and they go, um, they'll have from all ages and they go up to Lake Placid and they'll have camps and they'll spend the summer or the winter or weekends, and they have training, intense training, right? Um, and then we have training camps, think about um, baseball. Think about baseball, how they have the training camps before they start you know, um, selecting people for players for different teams and moving into the major leagues, right? So what I would do is if I wanted to develop some kind of a fitness camp for canine athletes, what I would do is I would go on the internet and I would start researching all of these, all of these um sports camps for human athletes, and I would go and look at how do they market and how do they describe their camps and what do they offer in their camps, and then I would take that, and then I would say, all right, what would that look like for a canine athlete, and then I would create that kind of um camp. And I would build those ideas and the creative ideas I get from the human side to build into my marketing and to build into my offerings. Um, So uh, Kim said at one point, oh, one point you want to offer horse and dog agility at the same time. Um, Yeah, thinking about these types of things, uh, to me getting, number one, what I see the problem here is you have to break out of the mindset of comparing yourself stop comparing yourself if you're comparing yourself say all right all right what am i doing that's different unique special and if you can't think of something then start creating something if you cannot think of how you're different unique or special then um either start start learning start broadening your background get an education in other areas um get get with a good friend maybe you have a low self confidence and maybe a friend has to say whoa wait a minute you are very unique look at all these amazing things you offer so sometimes it's just a matter of a friend pointing it out to us sometimes it does involve going out and getting another certification getting new knowledge um doing a little bit of research and expanding your horizons but stop comparing yourself the minute you start to compare yourself start to turn it around how am i different how am i unique What am i offering that's special that's different and what can i do to offer more value okay then the next step not necessarily a step it's not like one's progressive into the other but the next thing i want you to do is try to think outside the box and try to think about how you can get more creative if your obedience classes look like everybody else's obedience If your fitness training looks like everybody else's fit pause training, right? (laughs) On the exercises and using the same equipment. Um, If your um, competition obedience class looks like everybody else's class, what I want you to, I challenge you to think about how can you start to get more creative and look different and offer things differently? And like I said, just to me to get creative, I really like to get outside of the thinking, the dog world and connect it to something equivalent or similar and then I do online research, I Google and, and I, I explore. Um, I did the same thing for my PhD when I in education is I was doing research um, and I actually pulled in theories and I went outside of my field. So doing a certain type of research, everybody does all this research and they use the same theories and all the same stuff and what I did for my research was I was studying a particular field and I actually went outside and I got theory and practice. I went outside of my field and brought in new ideas. And the stuff that I brought in was not new to the other fields, but it was new to what I was researching. And everybody was like, oh, wow. Like This is so different and so unique because I combined it in a way that nobody else had combined it before. So um, thinking outside, get outside the box, get outside of tradition, whatever you teach, Try to do comparisons and think outside the box, and compare it uh, compare it to the horse world. Um, compare it to um, the human world. You know what would what would be the equivalent of um, a sports camp for um, horses? Is there already something happening that already exists like that in the horse world? How can we bring that into the canine world? Um, so those are just um, some of the ways that I um, I get I get my creative ideas. Um, Yeah. Kim said, don't do the cookie cutter way. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you can, I I personally, um, I, 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 get bored. Um, I get bored when it's just kind of the same old, same old. And when I, when I think outside the box and get creative new ideas of how to combine things, like I get really excited. Um, and I get very passionate. And so, um, it's like when I teach at the university, when I teach the same thing over and over and over, like it just becomes just rote, right? But then when I go and I create a very innovative program that nobody else has ever done before, and I combine um, teaching and learning in a way that people ha- aren't thinking about, it, so outside the box, I get super excited and super motivated, super passionate, and that bleeds into my students. Then they get all excited and they get super passionate, and so now you've got a different program, an innovative program, you're energized, You're You've got you know new energy, you've got new passion, and then it goes to your students. So if you're doing a job right now, and that's another, you, Kim, you just made me think about this. If you're doing training right now, and you're getting burnout, and you're just kind of tired of the same old, same old, and you're not excited, and you're not passionate, and you've been doing it for 25 years, this this is something that can really re-energize you and and just bring an excitement that maybe has been missing for years is just go outside the box get creative and think about different ways of how you can um how you can present your programs or or go out and learn something new and bring that into your business you know um go out and, and learn massage learn about you know things uh, in um holistic therapies go out there and um learn about fitness and sports and 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 you know tap into new areas but i find when i'm learning new things and trying new things out um and and getting outside of the same old same old thing that you're used to doing that um excitement and that passion um that it carries over to everything carries over to everything and when you're selling your programs when you're selling your programs and you're that passionate and excited about it, it will extend to those people. You're gonna make them excited and passionate and they can't wait to sign up. It's just infectious. Um, so that's another thing, um, not just to think about how to stand out from the competition, but I do meet a lot of canine professionals, a lot of dog trainers who are getting kind of burnt out. Um, they're just, its they're not excited, they're not passionate, they're just kind of like, you know, it's just the same thing, day in and day out. Um, so, if that's you, it might be a time to start thinking about, you know, trying something new, learning something new. You know, get kind of create crazy, get 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 creative, and and think outside the box, and take one of your classes you're bored with, and just put a put a spin on it, and and make it different, and see if see if you don't see a change. Like I said, it's not you know, there's some trial and error. There's definitely trial and error um but um to me it's it's so worth it if you keep at it um so yeah so um any questions that that, that was a oh uh, you know what let me let me just add one more thing here um uh, if you are interested um i let me pull this up here i mentioned this earlier but i do have this canine business mastermind and uh, these are the types of things that i help people with um in our mastermind program among many, many, many other things in the program. Um, but I did want to point this out. This is, um, you can access this on my website. Let me pull up my the URL. But if you go to Northeast Canine Conditioning.com, Northeast Canine, the letter K, the number nine, Northeast Canine Conditioning.com, if you go to my website, just scroll to the bottom and um, I don't know if it's in the center of the page or the right, but go to the bottom and it says Canine Business Mastermind, click on it click on the picture and it'll show you the example of the program and all the different things that are included. Um, but if this is something that you're either feeling, um, you're feeling like you need to be doing something different. You feel like you need to go in a different direction, or you feel like you've got all these ideas, but you're just not getting it out. You're just not getting the audience that you know you can get. Um, you might want to check out my, my mastermind program. Um, I'm not doing kind of a mass announcement for enrollment. I do. Um, if you're, if you're interested message me and let me know because um, i do have some spots available but uh, i did want to mention that for those of you who want some extra support um, on on what you know whatever aspect whether it's taking the programs you're using and revamping them um doing something you know brand new and um we also have a focus on technology and social media and how can you expand if you remember my examples earlier i was talking about online videos um, but if you're interested in how you can expand your visibility online, how you can maximize and add value by adding things like membership sites and um, video libraries, that is um, one of my areas of expertise and passion. So um, that also would be something you might want to check out for the mastermind. So, yeah, Kim, the number of you here are in the mastermind. Thank you, Kim. Um, uh, I, yeah, if any of you are watching that are in the mastermind, feel free to add a comment about it. Um, But I did want to mention that. So, again, go to Northeast Canine Conditioning, Northeast, the letter K, the number nine, conditioning.com, and just scroll to the bottom of the page, click click on Mastermind, click on the image. You'll get the full page with all the details. I also have a VIP Mastermind that includes more one-on-one support in addition to everything you see on the website um, about the program. So, So I hope this was helpful. Um, I know this is challenging. I know many, many, many people, everybody at some point in time struggles with this. How can you charge more money when nobody else is charging that amount? Um, how can you be different? How can you stand out? What can you offer to get people to come to you instead of the competition? Um, those are challenging things many people encounter. And I just wanted to share with you today uh, a little bit of how I deal with it and a little bit of how I think about it um and um i hope it was helpful so thank you angie thank angie's here she's in the mastermind too so if this was helpful um please 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 um leave a comment if you want to know more about the mastermind um check out the website message me um if, if you're watching the video replay please comment below also i'd love to hear from you um and also if this was helpful if any one little bit of information helps you to think a little bit outside the box um, please share, share this with others and, and get the word out. Um, I am here on my Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page every Friday, 8 30 PM Eastern time. And I love when you guys are joining me live. So, um, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, Angie says, Oh my God, charging more money was really hard for me to do, but I did it with, uh, yeah. And Angie uh angie and i had this conversation because angie was like i can't charge more money how can i charge more and we didn't we angie we had these conversations and angie um she's charging more and she's feeling much more confident and she's selling the bigger programs but uh yeah thank you angie for adding that um thank you thank you so much so all right you guys i know it's not easy but hang in there um the biggest thing is, um, you know, don't give up. And if you've lost that excitement and passion, find a way, think about bringing that back. Cause that's, it's going to do nothing but help you. Um, and then if you have trouble thinking outside the outside the box, shoot me an email. Um, if I have some ideas, I'll, I'll give you some suggestions and think about maybe where to go. Sometimes they just strike me at the spur of the moment. Um, but those are the, what I shared with you are strategies that I use, um, to, um, to think outside the box and to be different. And, um, and it's working. It, it works for me. And when I help people like Angie, um, Angie can confirm uh, she's also seeing where thinking in this way can be very beneficial. So and, and, it's, and it's empowering, right? Angie, it kind of goes from being fearful and feeling um, a lack of confidence, right? This shift of thinking can also mean more than not just a change in your business, but but yourself and and your thinking and your confidence and and your whole being is going to carry over. It's just a much better way of being and feeling. So, all right y'all, I am logging off Fridays Northeast Canine Conditioning 8 30 p.m. on my Facebook business page. Come join me. And uh, if you want to know more, um hop on over to my website northeastcanineconditioning.com the letter k, the number 9, scroll on down to the mastermind program, click on it, um check it out and message me if you have any questions. Super excited to have you here today. Hope to see you next Friday. Um, And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye for now.